Blog Talk Radio. Y'all ready for this?
Okay. Well, I, I wrote you in November, and I also wrote you recently about the show. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, but I did uh, specify May. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, wow, you come from a very large family. Please yes. tell me how how did how did the creative energy get you started in forming the group and producing? Uh, well, I guess it started back when we were real young. Uh, I just uh, was into the Motown sound back then, uh, the music and the uh, melodies and lyrics. So we would just copy songs from that era and. Uh, it was a Laura Scudder's potato chip commercial that I liked back then, so I would uh, I'd learn that and, and just called my younger brothers and sisters, which was uh, Foster. I mean, not Foster. He wasn't born then. It was Edmund. He was the youngest then. James and uh, Olympia. We practiced three-part harmony and uh, singing. Everybody stayed on their notes, so. It started from there, and then our father got with us and started teaching us four-part harmony, which was the high lows and uh, four freshmen back in the day. And that's how it started with the singing, and we just kept going until we developed lead vo- lead vocals. And Edmund had the best uh, lead at that time as of the males. So that's how it started uh, back then. It started as I was about nine or eight when I was trying to have them sing. Uh, and uh, that's where we started, actually. Okay, okay. And um, being from such a big family wasn't an outlet. Everyone has saw, you know, Unsung, and I have to say that was the best Unsung that I saw, the one that featured you and your, your brothers and um, your sisters on it. Oh, thank you. Um, but was music an outlet? Are you guys are originally from Memphis, Tennessee, right? Yeah, well, some of, like most of us, me myself, I was born in South Bend, Indiana, because my uh, my mother and father was going to Notre Dame College at the time, and I was born on campus actually, and we didn't they didn't we didn't stay there because they were uh, my father was from Memphis. So I only was there three days after I was born, and it went right back to Memphis. So, uh, and after that, everybody else was born in Memphis or L.A. Okay, and we have um, the Sublime Poetess. She says, hello, Mr. Silvers. Glad to, to see you're doing well, and she's honored oh. to be on here listening to you. Oh, thank you. Hello, to, hello. Uh, uh, as well. <laughs> Sublime poet, poetess. She's she's a poet. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. And she is. She sent her sent that in the chat line. I'm reading that. Oh, so, okay. um, what I like about the group is the universal appeal. I mean, you guys were very nice looking family of brothers and sisters, and what made oh, thank the, you. Different is um, you guys had a little a soul and a crossover appeal that I liked. And so, how was it recording when you first started out? Uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was it was cool because we um, 
we took on everything as, um, you know, what we had to do, you know. So it, we didn't look at it as, uh, wow, we're in the studio. I mean, it was it's more frightening than anything else, but we just assumed that this is what you have to do. So when they said, get a little closer, we was more like perfectionists with it, you know. Uh, go about three inches away from the mic and try not to move. We just did exactly what what we were told and sung into the mics, you know. At the beginning when we sung um, a couple of songs my father wrote, one called Olympia and Go uh, um, Jose Jimenez or something, uh, that was our first time in the studio. So when we got in the studio as the Silvers, it was easier, you know, uh, doing that. So it wasn't, it was uh, it was interesting. I liked hearing our songs that we wrote back then uh, coming through the big speakers. That was more um, interesting and uh, exciting to hear the songs that we wrote with music to it. Okay, for the first and, I, time. and if you don't mind me asking, how how is Olympia doing? That um, after seeing Unsung, my heart definitely went out to her. You oh, yeah, know, seeing such a beautiful young lady um, and yeah. hearing the story on Unsung. Um, how is she? Oh, she's she's good. She's strong. She's good. We we uh, did some vocals a couple of months later. I mean, a couple of months back, and we're finishing up the um, Christian Life uh, songbook, uh, the Silver's Christian Life songbook. I'm uh, finishing that up. I've been doing it, but we kept switching songs <laughs> and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> it's almost done, and uh, I put her vocals on uh, some of the stuff. We got a couple of more to do with her. Uh, finishing up, but we're at mixing stage now. Yeah, so okay. that'll be done in by July. Okay. And um, what do you feel um, was the downfall of the group? Um, do you feel anything on so- on on song needs to talk about more in depth? In depth. Uh, well, no. They it was pretty much. Um, um true uh as far as uh how that went down you know there was more more things that happened cuz it was a, only an hour show but it was pretty much uh cool um as it happened as as they expressed it it's it's, it's kind of like a, as it happened some of the time things were were backwards you know some things happened before what they said but other than that okay. it was basically you know uh, cool. They, I mean, everybody goes through things, um, um, you know, arguments and fights or something like that. Not not fist fights, but arguments and all that stuff. We we everybody goes through that, you know. So they were pretty much right on point um, with it, um, portraying it and editing it to the public. I like the way they did it like that. Because it had um, information in there that people didn't realize or didn't know, but at the same time, it's something we've uh, gone through. So it's like um, it's like a blessing to be on the show, everybody together talking about it, like you know, like the past, like something to learn from, you know. So that's basically uh, why I liked it about the show. You know, the Lord's hands was on it, and it uh, came out. I liked it. Usually in TV. Uh, with with TV and stuff like that, in these times of sensationalism, 
It, you, it doesn't come out like that. It's like, ah, oh, wow, I wish they would have, you know. But I, I, I like the way it came out. Okay, and we have a caller, uh, Mr. Silvers, from the 205 area code. Mm-hmm. Hello, and thank you for calling April Deep Aries Presents. You're on the air with April Deep Aries and Mr. Leon Silvers III. Who am I, who's on the air? Oh, hi, April. Um, this is Cheryl. This is the Blonde Poetess. Hi, Mr. Hi, Silvers. Hey, I how just, you doing, I, Cheryl? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just wanted to say... Um, pop in and, and say hello and just so excited, um, you know, to see you you still involved in music and, um, you know, and you guys are just like, you're just like legendary. Um, you know, I, I just keep Thank remember uh, just thinking, you know, wow, uh, you know, I would see you guys and, and uh, you know, I never could get the nicest, you know, I wanted a nice airflow, but I never could, but I was always wanted, you know, trying to look and see how, you know, you guys look, you were just... You know, I think you guys were fashion icons and musically, uh, um, you know, of course, um, there, there's really no words just to, just to be able to, to say um, on that. I did have kind of a question about um, what do you think of the state of, you know, music now, maybe more or less R&B and, and hip-hop. You know, I don't want to, you know, box you in into just a, you know, I think you could do whatever type of music it, it is. Um you know, as far as uh, the content and the message, or is there such a thing with music nowadays? And who's your yeah, favorite well, it's part? Always, it's it's always going to be um, it's uh, commercial music. Um, whatever. As at that time, the music we were doing was commercial. You know, um, and back then, jazz music was was considered the hip hop music back then. Uh, like. Oh, you a sellout or whatever, you know. Jazz music was the the hip music, and R and B was like commercial. Uh, R and B withstood, and there's still jazz, but you got hip hop, another style of music, and uh, you gonna have you gonna always have people that um, those that uh, wish the good old days could stay. But it's all music, you know. Whether the content is um, uh, more or less acceptable. Uh, Hip-hop music went through a thing because the industry didn't accept it as a musical form until later, uh, until it had to prove itself. Um, and uh, and the craze, like LL Cool J took on, instead of trying to learn how to be a singer with his, with his charisma or his uh, a, approach to deliver messages through music or rap, he chose to be a rapper instead of a singer, and that changed the course of rap because he was a one of the best-looking rappers at the time, and he brought the girls to rap. So everything evolves into what it's supposed to be, you know. Uh, uh, I can't um, – I, I, I kind of embrace all music. Now, the content and what it does, you're still going to have to, uh, you know, it, people are going to be judged whether with, through the Lord or through radio. If you do too much cursing or you do too much slanderous things uh, to women or – or a lifestyle that's that's going to come with the territory, and either you get banned or you figure out a way how to um, make your message through whatever's hot at the time. So <clears throat> it's all it, it, it's all relative. It's it, it's all uh, it music evolves to what it's supposed to be. You know, uh, I I always say because I'm I'm unique. To, I like to do unique music, whether it's R and B. 
hip hop or whatever. So I can I can accept and express and find meaning in all music actually. Cheryl, thank you for your question. You have a great Memorial Day. All right, thanks. All right, all right. Bye. bye, Cheryl. And um, I see you have produced so many people I like. I love um, Five Star, first of all. Um, oh, yeah. they made my one wife hit. liked Five Star, too. That was her favorite group. Who? <laughs> my wife liked Five Star, too. That was her favorite yeah, group. Yeah, All Fall Down. Uh, they yeah. kind of remind me of like a new version, of, an 80s version of when I was a kid. I, uh, um, you know, they kind of reminded me, looking at you guys, it kind of reminded me of the Silver. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and they had all the, like, the smashing sweaters and all of that. You know, I love that. Yeah, yeah. They were nice. Guy and Guy and Teddy Riley. And another one of my favorite is Ndombi. She produced the song, Keep Aiming High, you know. Um, I I heard it do, um, I was wondering who made that song for so long. How did you get in? Um, how did you become a producer of all these groups, including Shalimar? As a kid, I who didn't have a crush on Howard Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like, I guess I, I knew first off I had to become. You, you have to become a people person because you have to get people to do or sing what you want them to sing, even if they don't want to do it. So it's like you ha- you have to have people skills. You have to you have to be a finisher. So if you don't, if nobody likes you, they ain't gonna sing for you. So even with writing a song, you have to learn how to portray, uh, approach people and uh, give them the reason to want to sing it. Um, because first of all, when everybody, every artist, mostly some don't write, and it's not too much of a problem. But some right. write, whether they're um, good enough to or not, and they're going to resent that they have to do what you're telling them to. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then some are cool with it. They understand the business and they're more mature. They okay, cool, let, let's, yeah, oh, I like this, and they get real with it, and others just don't want to do it at all, regardless how good it sounds and how many people like it. Hey, so right. you have to deal with people first, then you get into the music. That's why back in the day, you would have to the producer would have to hang with the artist to get into their head, go to the movies, go to whatever, hang for a couple of days when they get in town before they start singing because it's like you have to get to know somebody, laugh, talk, understand, and then when you get them to sing, it's better instead of going cold turkey straight in the studio. Nowadays, it's kind of not like that. There's too many egos. Everybody has their engineer yeah. or yeah. cold producer in their camp, so you just send they send a song to them. And and they do it. That's why you don't have too many good. So that's why the industry just fell down a little bit. It's not yes. well, actually, a lot. A hit record nowadays is. Wayne. <laughs> uh, I mean, are we? Uh, I, I mean, know. Well, the the main guys that um, lasted throughout this bear market of the music industry, um, they've been kind of maintaining, but even their sales are lower. Because overall, you could have new acts come out, and they could have a chance to go gold. Nowadays, new acts, if they don't have tremendous promotion like a superstar right off the bat, their record is not going to go nowhere near gold. It's going to be like 20,000 units, 50,000 units, because everything kind of sounds the same, you know. Right, and that's why, you know, and I can appreciate Cheryl 
um, um, sublime poetess for, um, you know, I can appreciate her asking about the music industry changing because that's why, you know, I'm such a fan of um, old school, you know, or original music. My mother doesn't like the term old school. But, you know, (laughs) just like I said, five star, you know, most they were a group that didn't get much, you know, um, would you say they were an unsung group, but, you know, um, all fall down and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the music industry didn't think they, you know, fit into the, you know, the change in times. You well, know, they were they were big in Europe, uh, in England where they're from. Their records went big there. Uh, out here, it didn't go as big because, like anything, you have to come out here and do the promo and the whole bit. And they they weren't lucky enough to have uh, the right kind of song at the right time, you know, and the promotion of everything also. Uh, so you know you got a lot of that happening, and then if um, personality clashes with the record company execs and and stuff like that, right, and, right. and manager changes, you got a, 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 one thing could stop a career if it's at a yeah. certain level and a certain time, and you're peaking, you know. So it was it was it was unfortunate for a lot of things. They could have they were a very talented uh, family singing group, you know. And, and I, I was fortunate enough to have the uh, being able to work with them. Uh, uh, just before uh, they came to Los Angeles, I mean, well, California, the United States, to live, because they were in England, uh, right, when I worked on those couple of songs I worked on with them. And I saw that you produced Evelyn Champagne King, and, you know, she's an amazing vocalist and another unsung artist. And, you know, as far as me, for example, being the host of my own show being forced to do that because um kind of like as a producer you did you feel like as a producer you were kind of pushed out there on your own because people wanted you to conform to the way they wanted you to do things or they would kick you off uh no i was blessed uh, i guess the lord the lord was on that i i didn't have the demeanor if someone you know i was i was like I always wanted to be a producer. I was into the Motown thing. I loved the way I loved, I, I read the records I was at, at 10, 9 years old. I was reading who did what. I knew who Jameson was. I knew, I really was into it. I was fanatic. So I always looked at myself as a producer, writer, singer, all that, musician. So when I, and then learning the people skills, if you know, I'd get into meetings with certain A&R guys and I didn't get into a, a clash. It was just what it is, you know. This is how it is. Either you want to do it, I'll, I'll die standing up. You know what I'm saying? That's right, why. right. I don't care about if if they make a great point, uh, I'm going to go for it. You know, I don't have no qualms. Oh, if I didn't think of it, I ain't doing it. You know, that's what happened with, with, with our first. That's why, like, Keg Johnson, our first producer, he was actually with Jerry Butler's camp. Jerry Butler was hired as the producer for our first album. But he had this, uh, and he was a great artist and great uh, singer, but he had this bubblegum song that was a little way too bubblegum, you know, for, for our taste. And when he played it, I said, no, nah, we, we can't do that. You know, so I, I, I love Jerry Butler and I love his songs, but at 19, 18, I wasn't trying to hear it, you know. And, and I knew, we, we all knew how we were. We weren't rude or nothing. We just said, no, nah, that ain't happening. We ain't doing it. And, and, and I'm glad the Lord blessed us with that. 
as we learned as well as what we needed to be convicted on. And I had to learn things uh, uh, that I was wrong on at the same time. But that one wasn't one of them. And what is so impressive about you is your convictions. Um, you were producing the Silvers and um, um, the, another producer, um, the gentleman that came in. I don't know if that's the gentleman you're talking about, but um, your your siblings used to record. Uh, we're going to go into archive, Mr. Silvers. It's not going to okay. cut. But um, the gentleman that choose that your um, siblings um, began to work with, um, is that how did that work out for you? Is that when you branched off to do a produ- be a producer? That's why I mentioned um, a lot of times when you don't conform, you know, sometimes you're forced to go out on your own. Or did you? Oh, oh, oh! You mean Giorgio Morota? When, when, when I left the Silvers, or when I was out of the group? Yes, when you left the. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I wasn't. It, I didn't have to conform. Our manager, he just didn't have the right mindset, and I, you know, okay. and and I wasn't, you know, like like in the unsung thing. It it really happened like that, you know. He was uh, <clears throat> he just was um, he wasn't cool, you know. He 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 didn't know how to be fair. And uh, at, at that point, after the situation with the contracts, and he was taking five, I mean, half of money from the miners. I, I just wasn't trying to hear it no more. So. Uh, I, I, it wasn't like I, that he wasn't the industry. He was just a manager, you know. So I already knew I'm gonna take, I'm gonna learn whatever I got to do. I knew my uh, writing would be something one day. So I was, uh, I had enough uh, courage to keep going, you know, and conviction to keep going because I, I, you know, I didn't let nobody change what I thought about doing whatever I had to do. You know, I I listen to people and I take people's advice. That were were smarter than me, you know. But other than that, I can tell if someone's wrong or not not as sharp as where I'm going. You know, I just politely be not. I pass, you know, and I just go on to the next. But I respected. I was a uh, I was like a sponge when it came to people that were smarter than me. I could I could hear it because I didn't know know about that, and it, I took it in quick, like I did from the first producer I learned from, Keg Johnson, and. Uh, uh, after I was out of the group, that's why Dick Griffey called me up, and I went to a meeting, uh, and um, well, through a friend of both of ours, uh, he took me to Richard. I mean, to uh, Dick Griffey. Uh, well, that is Richard Griffey, but the guy I'm talking about is Richard Aaron. He he took me to uh, Dick Griffey, and we hit it off, and uh, I did the first uh, Shalimar production. Well, my first Shalimar production on Solar Records would we'll take that to the bank. Oh, that was their first song? Uh, no, that was the first song I produced on them. They had a, another one called um, uh, Disco Gardens, or uh, it was something that um, uh, another guy did. It was a disco hit, and it was Jeffrey and Jody on it. And uh, it was a hit just before. It was like a disco hit, N- not a big one, but it was a bit. It was a hit, and. Uh, Dick wanted to add another lead singer, which was Gerald Brown at that time, and he made it. He he we we did a small deal for me to go in and produce uh, Shalimar, and uh, me and Kevin Spencer co-wrote a song called "Take That to the Bank," 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I produced it on Shalimar, and that was the first thing I did on them. And it did pretty good, you know. Mm. And, I, and I wanted to ask you, what what do you recommend for those, before I forget the question, what do you recommend for those today who are aspiring, you know, people who produce their own shows and produce their own, who want to produce their own music, in an industry where it's predominated, you know, and and like I said, you know, I'm no offense to these artists because I like some of their music myself when it's predominated by music that kind of sounds, you know, all kind of the same. What do you suggest to people who still love the old school or sound? Well, um, I mean, for anybody in, in these sensational times and, and everything, the main thing I would say is don't fool yourself because people think, some people think they learn enough and now it's time to do this. It's never that. You always learn. You always have to do something you may not want to do. Keep your mind open, and but never stop. If that's your goal, never stop. Because if you set a goal and say, if I don't do it by this time, I'm going to stop, you may as well stop right then because it never works when you want it. It's about being ready when your time comes. And the only way you do that is to always learn and listen. You can always know what you want to do, but most people nowadays fooling themselves because they think you got to have an ego and you got to be cocky, yeah. and that never works. It's despite your cockiness that you're going to keep going if you're good and you got a good work ethic because nobody unknown goes in a record company cocky and get a deal. It never happens because people don't like you if you do that. When, they, when you see them execs and these people and you're a new group and they ain't got no name, you go in there cocky, you're going to get turned down, even if your stuff is good. So that never makes you have a deal. It's your talent. Cockiness is after the fact because you get used to doing certain things so good that you think you, you're the best. And that's when people you, you, you take on the cockiness. So it's never because of that. It's despite that, after the fact. It's always your talent, and to keep listening and keep learning because there's where you grow. That's the ones that last in the business. You always have to be able to change. You can't never do the same thing over and over. You're going to run out. You may do it one, two years after that, saturation. If you ain't got nothing new, some someone new comes up that was keeping you, and now put their style with it something different. So it's always uniqueness that keeps going. But I tell the young People that are producer, writers, if you're a producer, become a writer. If you're a writer, become a producer. If you're a musician, write songs also. I don't care how what people say. You know, you can write it, you can express it. If you're in the music business, do more than one thing because this is a sensationalized time, and you've got a lot of people that, uh, that are fronting that are good because they have political connections and right. uh, know how to right. play the game, but they're just taking up space. And those that give up are giving it to them. And I love how you say that, you know, in so many words that they have connections and they play the game. <laughs> and they're not necessarily singing or writing true to themselves, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, what I wanted to ask you, Mr. Silvers, is a question I forgot to ask you early on. 
Were there any groups that you were, specific artists that you were inspired by? Who inspired you and who inspired the Silvers? Oh, yeah. That was always through the years. I was, I, like I said, I like unique stuff. So I would always love the records that were so unique. Like all the Motown stuff, I would listen to. Smokey Robinson's one of the greatest lyricists I love. and songwriters. Yeah. Uh, I liked um, Norman Whitfield. As a producer, I like Smokey Robinson as a producer, writer. I like Holland Dozier Holland. I mean, they had so many records uh, that that inspired me. And the artist-wise, David Ruffin, Marvin Gaye, I mean, Martha Reeves. I mean, they had great tones. Uh, so at that era, that got me into it. The producing and writing, I learned at a young age. But as years went on, I liked Junie uh, from... Funky Worm, Pain, Ecstasy. I think those were the most unique records when it came out at that time. Uh, I like George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh-huh. uni, though. I like the Ohio players after, too, because they, they went on a roll, too. But that Funky Worm thing, man, that was that was so unique at the time. And then it it, it re- repeated that, that style, repeated itself in hip-hop with um, – Shock G in uh, Digital Underground with the uh, oh, Humpty Hump. Yeah, I thought that was a un- most unique record when it came out, you know, because nobody was doing nothing like that, especially in hip hop, you know, because it was all hard. And but when he when he came out and the record was funky and the way he, his personality, that was a unique record. Uh, so I like all unique records on every level when it comes out, you know. Who are your favorite artists today? I think that. Um, um, the young lady, I think that Cheryl asked you um, a similar qu- question. I don't think, she, but um, who are your favorite artists today? Oh, I, I, that's a, it's, it's kind of the same thing. The most unique, uh, <laughs> I like you know, I like Dwayne's style. I like uh, he's from you know, the then, then I like the, um, the the poppy thing. I like the Bruno Mars stuff. I, I see where it's going. It's, it's not as unique, but it's. It's right. real music, though. You know what I'm saying. And he has a, he has a great tone, and he has personality. So I like that stuff too. But I, I like um, I like that song more so. But I like her singing Adele. You know that 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 song was a great song. Uh, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but that okay. was a great song, and she was a great vocalist on that song, uh, uh, which. Um, and it wasn't a whole lot in it, but it was unique again. Uh, so, I mean, I haven't seen um, Adele live, so I don't know, you know, how her charisma is. Because some artists have great music and great tones, but they, you know, they'll put you to sleep live. Not saying she will, but you know, like people Bryson, he had great voice, great singer, but he put you to sleep live. So he didn't have the <laughs> charisma like a um, Marvin Gaye or a Teddy Pendergrass live. You know, he didn't have that. You know, but uh, he had a better voice. I like this. I like the great voice of him. You know, so there's you know the different things I like about uh, hip hop wise. You know, I like certain things, but I don't think um, uh, nowadays because of the egos and the perception of things. I don't. I don't. Lil Wayne is banging, but uh, I don't. I I don't like certain certain words in it because it's. Provokes too much, you know, on sir. But I respect and like his talent. I like T Pain's, you know. They they say a lot about him, about the uh, 
auto-tune, but the guy can write melodies. You know, he got the melodies. Uh, he's a throwback. He's like, he reminds me of some of the old school R&B, but today style. He just put in the auto-tune with it, but he knew how to work it, and I liked it. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, you know, and then John Mayer, I like his stuff. So uh, there's a lot of different people at different times that, that catch my ear because I like to stay into trends or when things are about to change just before they do, you know. And I like the fusion things nowadays, you know. Uh, and you're going to be hearing some of the stuff that we're doing new, and along with my son and um, some of uh, my other uh, siblings' kids are in a group AG, and we're, we're doing some nice type of things with, with, with my son producing and Foster's producing and, and myself uh, on some of this new stuff coming out. We doing we get into some R and B electronica also, you know, because I like okay. it, electronica music because it has no. Is it boundaries. a house house music? You know. Well, yeah, they you know they have too many names for all that stuff, really. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying electronica because it covers house, tech, all that. Uh, okay. But, but electronica music has no boundaries except for it's you know the straight kick. But even now you could do a different beats, and it's uh, uh, if you do a. A fusion of I like to do a fusion of it because with R and B on it, now it has flavor because that's what R and B music does, even to pop, even to anything. It, it adds flavor, you know, to uh, you a song. Lele, he's from Detroit. He's actually from where I'm from. Um, yeah. Duele. Um He yeah. and he's kind of like the neo soul. That's where I tend to lean toward. Like even the rappers, the neo soul type rappers. Um, you know, yeah. Lupe Fiasco, Jill Scott. Yeah, Lupe's nice. I like him. I like you like him. Yeah. Uh, he's really, uh, yeah, yeah. Lupe is, uh, he's banging. But, um, but um, Leon, so you were saying you you um, you and your siblings were working on a new project. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on that. You were working on a new project. Yeah, uh, we we we're just uh, finishing up that at the same time because we're gonna put up this. Uh, um, website network that's going to be have everything in it, all the silver stuff, um, the silvers individually, AG, e- each members individually. They're going to have their own, you know, because everybody does their own music. Leon's doing a hip-hop and R&B, uh, but he's in the group and he sings R&B and raps, and, he, and it's both evenly talented on that and make music and of do lyrics. So everybody has their own style, so it's going to be the group and then the individuals within it. And then it's going to be TV shows and TV ideas and, and that kind of thing on the website. So I'm finishing all these things up. And I'm going to have a production school uh, streamline thing every week or two weeks on there, like a 15-minute show that's going to be exclusively on the website also. And a couple of TV shows that we're doing that's involving the Silvers and uh, me and my wife are doing because she's into the TV thing and ideas. So we're gonna that's gonna be come put. We're, we're working on that right now. It's not available yet, but we're, we're getting that together and the music and a couple of shows so we can put it on the network website. Okay, Mr. Silvers, we're running out of time, but I definitely want to thank you for being a guest. You have a lot of knowledge. I love the silvers, um, hotlines, even, you know, all, I, I, I've pulled so many um, 
MP3s from the Silvers that you know I didn't ha- I had no idea about. But what is the website before we run out of time? Well, right now it's going to be called Silverback Entertainment Group. Silverback. Silverback Entertainment Group. All right, all right. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to hearing your your new CD and all your new projects. Please keep me posted. Oh, definitely, definitely. We'll uh, we're, we're gonna you know announce it like to to everybody, all our FB fans and everything. You know, it's gonna be exclusively launched, and uh, we we'll, we'll have the website up and everything. I'm trying to have everything to be on time, so it'll be up and running. So it'll it'll be about a month or two, you know. Or so, but uh, we're gonna announce it through Facebook and whatever, you know. All right, thank you, sir, and you have a great Memorial Day. All right, you do, you too, and thank you for having me. God bless. You're very welcome. Thank you. Right. Anytime. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And she's back. April Deep Aries presents, and every.